Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A quick warning to DeMarco Murray. The Players Association is going to be on his ass tomorrow after taking full responsibility for things not working out with Eagles. Come on, DeMarco, you know how this works. You blame everybody except for yourself. Enjoy the show. Yeah! Hey, welcome back to Wisdom of the Wannabes. You got Alan. And Ryan. And apparently now in crystal clear HD, thanks to uh, the new headset on one end here. And a, which is... and a new operating system on the other. Oh, man, look at that. Things are improving all the way around. Uh, so I'm betting that if you are listening to this, you got a pretty good idea. We're going to spend a lot of time here on the tournament and brackets. And obviously we mean the women's bracket that was just announced on ESPN, uh, as well as probably touching a little NFL free agency if we have time at the end of it. So, um, I guess with no further ado, Beardo, let's just hop into this. Uh, now I was, you and I were texting back and forth while it was happening did you happen to see or did you not care that, you know, this this is the first time I think CBS has strung this into two hours oh, or an hour and a half. Yeah, it's uh, it, and it was brutal. It was it, and I just turned it on. I was able to turn it on in like. Ten minutes spurts, you know, like two or three times, um, which is all it really necessitated. Uh, yep. But yeah, two hours is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous to run this thing for two hours. Uh, I, here's cash money saying they go back to one hour. Well, I mean, I loved it and I didn't trust it because of course it's the internet, but it was spot on accurate that, you know, it leaked to Twitter midway through the show. Uh, if not a little bit sooner than that. And I posted it just fingers crossed because tech was in it and in it is seven. And, um, you know, I, it, I kept looking and it was just right and right. And then I think it just, or I guess tech was an eight. And I think it was a perfect reflection of people just saying, look, you guys are beating this to death. Yeah. And, uh, you know, from a show perspective, you used to enjoy watching the cameras go in. But I noticed that these cameras going in, I can't think of one school that they showed that the guys weren't in. Right. You know, and I think back in the day, didn't they used to have cameras on some of those quote unquote bubble teams? I, I, I think you have seen that. I think you have seen that. I, you didn't see it this Sunday. I thought it was a pretty piss poor show. The best part was Barkley looking like, you know, I don't know, some poor old person trying to set up a DVR or something. It was just embarrassing. Well, I'll tell you the, um, at, at some point you have to realize that there's only so many camera crews they've got out there. They don't literally have, you know, I'm sure there's a set number of people, you know, teams yeah. that that are doing this right i mean unless they're just get local affiliates to to go and do this and they have an endless supply but um yeah i, I you know i seem to remember doing that but you know why the shit why are you going to show that you know that's that's the uh i think that's cruel and you know unusual punishment if you will yeah, but I, I mean, you know i've seen it before and, and again it is that I guess it's probably these playing games, which we'll get to, I think, in a little bit, because there is one really good playing game for the first time. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think the thing that these guys have to realize is, you know, this is the ultimate. Give us the information first and then do all your analysis. Yes, your ratings are going to tank, but, you know, you can't tease out the sports viewers. Well, that's just that's not cool. The, the, the reason it leaked is not because. I think there's an overwhelming outcry that it's too long. I think the reason it leaked is because in this day and age, and it is a new world order, people get off on the fact that they can they, they can do that. They can oh, yeah. they, they can let the you know let the cat out of the bag, so to speak, a little bit early, and they get off on that. But that's just the age of, of you know of the shit that we're in. So, but I, I I think that the but yes, I think it was well received. Of you're right, like 
dude, just tell me what the bracket is, and then I will probably still listen to like forty percent more of what you have to say. All I could think about for you know while I was waiting patiently and patiently for the North Carolina bracket was, or I guess I'm sorry, Virginia's bracket in the Midwest uh, was Homer calling into the sports line, sin Cincinnati, sin yeah. Cincinnati, nah, yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah, so it was, uh, it was the uh, it was the betting the, the betting line uh, voice message for like fifty <laughs> cents a minute. <laughs> All right, so we've got our number ones of Kansas, Oregon, North Carolina, and Virginia. I've you know watched amazingly enough a lot of Virginia. You can't get away from watching North Carolina in this day and age. I've watched Kansas. I haven't seen a whole hell of a lot of Oregon. So. What are your thoughts? Do you feel like anybody was left out of here that should have been here, or was you know, this I, as good as it could be? I'd like to say my my following of college basketball has waned greatly over the years. And you know, ten years ago, I would I would have watched you know twenty times more than I've watched this year, which is very little. But um, you know, I, to say that who got left out, I mean, I don't know. They had 64 teams. Somebody's always going to get left out. Oh, I was just saying not left out yet. Uh, I was just going to say of the, you know, the seating here. Oh, of the ones. You know, I, I mean, do you think Michigan State should have gotten in? You know, I, uh, I think it's a, I think Michigan State is is probably, if Michigan State played Oregon, they'd probably beat them. I think Michigan State is playing as well. Um, you know, just reading about them, the, the way that the, the end of the run they've had. And I watched them play Indiana a little bit this year. But they um, – they look like they're playing like a complete best team. Them in Kansas, I'll just go out and say it. I think those two, Kansas and, and, and Michigan State, I think are the two that look like they're peaking at the right time, best teams out there. And I know Kansas has kind of been snake bitten by the by the being favorites. But, yeah. and, I mean, I was there in person that when they came to Austin. Austin, you know, Texas coming off that big win against Oklahoma two days later. Crowd, I've never seen a basketball game like it. And Kansas played about as complete of a basketball game as I've ever seen a college team play. They were, I mean, just as, as close to perfect as you can get um, in a big-time college basketball game. I think they're playing at the highest level right now. They're, they're peaking. Um, you know, those two teams look legit. You know, Carolina was great. They kind of sputtered early on, lost to Texas, ironically. But, the, uh, but they have played really well. Who did they – what was it, uh, Virginia and Carolina – Yes. Yeah, in that championship game, that was that was a great game. I mean, oh, I, I I've been watching, like I said, Virginia since a conference in you know February with uh, a buddy of mine. He's a Virginia grad, and uh, our, I say I guess a Wahoo fan. And uh, you know, I had no inkling what was happening, and all of a sudden, you know, it's it's them against Miami, and that was just a hell of a great game. So. They look like a I, great I think, team. I mean, the, the Virginia and North Carolina are two very good teams. Yes. I, I will just say that I am – Yeah, I think we talked about this. God, it's been so long on our last podcast. But the conference play by the Big 12 overall, I think, was just hands down some of the best we've had in a long time. Yeah, I totally – You know, with us rebounding, with you guys rebounding, you know, Iowa State and Oklahoma. I mean, just – Everybody, I think, had a great, you know, showing this year. And I love the fact that, you know, we are on par numbers wise with the ACC and the Pac-12. And I'll be perfectly honest that I don't think I've watched one Pac-12 game. I don't know who's got their broadcast rights for basketball. It's got to be FS1 or something because I never stumble across their stuff. Well, and it's always really late. The, um... I've watched, I watched a little bit of the, what was that Friday? Uh, was that, uh, those crazy, all those crazy endings, um, in the conference tournament games. I watched that UConn one that you and Charlie were uh, going off about. I just, I, I just happened to be in the right place at the right time and watched, you know, the, almost the entire second half and all those other times. And it was really great. Uh, you know, there's nothing better than watching, you know, or having a conference call and, on the lovely Sprint Network, there's not a way to really turn anything off until you've got to hop out. So I'm on a conference call, and I get like eight texts right in a row from everybody watching these games. I'm just like, you know, I apologize, dear client, but uh, apparently something must have happened in the world of sports. Uh, and, of course, I'm trying to be professional, and I'm really sitting there going, I want to see what happened. I want to see what happened. But fix that. 
You got, yeah, well, you got you to turn that off somehow. There's a way. Oh, trust me, I, I figured out how to block you, but it was after about six of them because you know I'm dancing on PowerPoint on one thing and I don't have time to grab it. But anyways, uh, yeah, there was. I think this again. This is my favorite time of year in the sports world outside of the start of college football season. I think, you know, Thursday and Friday of, you know, the opening round of the tournament is just fantastic. There's nothing better. There's nothing better. No, it, it's, it's as good as it gets. When South by Southwest is tied together with it, it's perfect. You know, when I'm not recovering from surgery, can just sit there. I was like, shit, I should have scheduled my surgery for right now, this would have been the perfect excuse, well, but well, the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the urologist here, they have their vast madness. Uh, yeah. they're like urging people to come in and get it done. And then, the vasectomy special. Yeah, and, then, yeah. and you get a swag bag. It's either that or master's weekend or the two big, right. uh, peaks. But anyways, outside of talking about people's weans. All right, let's take a look and just talk about our big 12 brother in here. So Kansas, uh, you know, you talked about their, you know, kind of history getting knocked out. I I'll be honest. I'm looking at my bracket. I don't know if you've even completed yours yet. I've got them going the whole way. Yeah. They, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I haven't filled it out yet. They have, um, but I've, I was, I've been going into it thinking I've got them going all the way, but they do. I mean, I'm not going to lie. They got a tough, you know, they, they got UConn who hasn't been awesome, but they're, they're playing great. Uh, I think they may have blown their wad, to be honest. Well, maybe with so, maybe so, or it gave them a sense of confidence that no matter what, they can win. Uh, Cal had a really good year. Uh, That's Cal. Uh, well, I think that it's that you know second part. The Maryland Cal winner is a legitimate threat to Kansas. Yes, yes, I totally agree with that. Iowa's really good too in the bottom half of that, and Villanova's always really good. Um, you know, if Temple or Iowa could give Villanova a run for their money, but you know, it, it, sitting here looking at it, I mean, I'm I'm probably going to take Kansas to go to go all the way in that. I, I just don't see it. I, I like I said, I think they're playing as complete uh, basketball as you can right now. I will say in one of my because I've got two going in, and in the other one I've got Arizona getting knocked out by the play-in game, which I think is tomorrow night of Vandy and Wichita State. Uh, I. I think, you know, especially if Wichita State wins it. I, I think that's, you know, what I said earlier is that Vandy-Wichita State is probably one of the best play-in games we've had so far. Shockers. Which, you know, damn straight. <laughs> uh, I, I, um, I do like the fact that they are starting to get more teams put in there that, you know, give that Tuesday and Wednesday some credibility, some much-needed credibility, yeah. let me say. Yeah. Uh Iowa Temple, you know, Temple always scares me just because they are, you know, consistently above average. Uh, Iowa has obviously been stepping around and stumbling here or there. But again, I think this is outside that Maryland threat. I think this could be pretty, pretty easy for Kansas, at least until, you know, the Elite Eight. Yeah, I think the um, I. um I think Iowa, Iowa started the season really good, really strong, and they have kind of shit the bed a little bit. Um, yep. And I think that that's – they're a good team. But, um, yeah, they – I mean, I think Temple could beat them. In fact, I probably – I would pick that as an upset right there. Um, but either way, you know, Villanova is going to have their hands full. All right, so let's take a look at – and by the way, this I texted you and I didn't get a response, and you probably don't know either, but – I just don't understand how Kansas is the number one in the South as opposed to Virginia. And, you know, Kansas, I think, again, granted, I don't know where this necessarily is. You know, I never understand how they pick the regions, but I feel like Kansas should be more in the Midwest and Virginia certainly aligns with the South. But well, that's just me. I think the um, well, and at the end of the day, it. I mean, they're probably playing that can't they're probably playing that game in like Kansas City or St. Louis. Yeah, I mean I'm sure it's the location of the regional. I mean they're, uh, Kansas is taking a bus, I think. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just named it and so Yeah, I, was I mean it's, it's I mean I, I think what that means is wherever the final four wherever the um not the final four but wherever the elite 8 is is probably like Atlanta or uh, so let me see. We got the Midwest is in Chicago, so that would make sense for Kansas. If 
for the South, it's in Louisville, Kentucky. So that's um, terrible. I mean, it's not, but I mean, again, it's just it's probably between Louisville and uh, Chicago. It's a probably coin flip for them. I don't exactly have my Google Maps up, but anyway. Well, yeah. Either way, they're not too worried about it. They're like, if you get it this far, you're gonna make it work. <laughs> All right. So now let's head down, or let's go to the West bracket because this is the one that I am thrilled for the possible matchup that we've got coming. But you know, the Ducks. I've read a lot about them in the past 48 hours. Again, haven't seen a whole a, a single thing about them. Uh, the only reason I know Holy Cross exists is because of Bill Simmons. Uh, you know, they'll get slaughtered. That St. Joe's Cincinnati game, just based on you know everything I'm hearing, should be nice and competitive. Uh, Baylor, I think Baylor is going to make a, a deep run here. I think you know they are a very strong team. Um, and I think, you know, just given Duke's history of either we win it all or get knocked out fairly early, I think this could be an early exit for Duke. Um, yeah, I don't think Duke's losing to UNC Wilmington. Um, nope, I don't either. I think it's to the Bears I, is where I was going. I think Baylor is a team that if you match up well against them, they're not very good. You know, it's, I mean, it, I know that's, that's like really so profound, <laughs> Like if you have the matchup, wow. Advantage, so no shit. if the other team scores more points, they'll right, win. Right, right. I, okay. I think that there is profound knowledge by wisdom of the wannabes. Trademark. Right. Page. The um, I, I think that um, I think that if you match them up and you can play their game as well as they can, uh, that you are uh, that. I think you have the advantage there, but I, I do think they are a very good team. They're very physical, like a very physical, aggressive team. Um, and if you don't match that, then, uh, you know, you're, you're going to get pounded, but I think that you can also hit them in the mouth and they like have a hard time responding to that. Well, what I do know is that, you know, they're playing in, um, uh, Providence, Rhode Island. So I can tell you that everybody in that stadium will be going, I guess it'll be a 80, 20 split. If anybody makes it from Waco, because everybody always has to go against Duke. That is a long, long way away. So yeah. long. I, you know, I, I don't know much about Yale. Um, you know, obviously, but uh, well, they're missing somebody. <laughs> yeah, for, uh, from all I know, is they're missing their leader now. Yale is. Yeah, because uh, I think aren't they the ones that stood behind the their team captain and he got dismissed from rape charges, just like oh. I don't, they've been supporting him all season long, so I don't know when he got. But dismissed. I think that was a long time ago. Okay. I think that wow. was a long time ago. The uh, but either way, um, you know, if they can outsmart them, they'll beat them, <laughs> and they probably can't. So, uh, but uh, no, I'm 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 definitely taking Baylor. You know, there's always that twelve five upset. You, you know, you're gonna pick the right one. This is probably yep. not the one. Well. Um, I, I will. I didn't. I don't think I even went with an upset uh, here, just because. Yeah, that's right. It's going to happen, but we'll see. All right. This is now. I think I'm so fired up that somebody obviously had a great idea here of Texas against Northern Iowa, which that is the upset. I guess I, I will admit to having on mine is I've got Northern Iowa knocking you guys out. Uh, you know, I am not going to sit here and try to pretend like I've got an argument why, but I will attempt to make a case. Um, Shaka Smart has a proven record of taking Hell yes, he does. taking teams that are have good players and letting getting them to play above their heads during the tournament. Um, and he's got at least a couple of better players now than he ever had at VCU. Um, but I do think that you can't sleep on you and I though. No. And I can't believe I said that, but I mean, they are good yeah. and they've proven it year in year out for what they are. Texas, um, Texas during the last, uh, about eight, 10 games of the season. What is that? Like, you know, a month, um, during the last, uh, bit of the season, they stopped playing defense and which they did really well. And that's what has killed them. I mean, teams have, 
they were early on in the seat in the uh, conference, they were the top defensive shooting team in the conference. And that like went away, like went to shit teams were scoring at will on them. Those, you know, last two times they played Baylor, especially was crazy. Um, you know, Kansas was getting, you know, the, the thing is, is that they'll allow these, you know, when Prince Ebay plays timid, because he has a tendency to foul because he's a little jittery, you know, then they start playing timid and these guys are getting three foot shots uncontested. And when you're playing Kansas and Baylor, like they're going to make all those shots. Uh, mm-hmm. And so that that's been their problem. Um, I think they can score, but they have a tendency to get down early and kind of go to shit. So I, I, I can see them doing that, but I can also see Shaka Smart getting these guys. He's had a lot of time. They don't play till Friday night at like nine o'clock. He will yep. have had a lot of time with these guys. And I like my chances with a guy who's got a pretty darn good track record of taking some underdogs and they're not underdogs here, but taking some underdogs and getting them to overachieve. Um, you know, if they beat Northern Iowa, I'd be thrilled. But if they lost, I would not be shocked. They finished the season four and four. Um, well, and there's a couple of really good wins in there and there's a few bad losses. Well, that's kind of like uh, my Red Raiders, which we'll get to in a little bit. But trust me, I ain't bitching. But, but I, again, I, I, you, you, I don't know what the line is here. But um, I, you know, when I first saw this, I was like, oh, they like won their conference. Like they're gonna they're gonna beat Texas. But then I'm like, you know what? Maybe maybe Shaka Smart's got some of that magic dust that he had at uh, Virginia Commonwealth. You hope that's holding around, and I think it does. I mean, let's be honest. This team performed vastly, you know, higher than what you were expecting. Yeah, we're playing with house money right now. Yes. So, I mean, and I, both the both of our teams are. Yes. So, I think we're pretty damn happy with that. And uh, I hate the way that it's now, ended. I hate that they're talking about Cameron Ridley like he's going to come and be like Shaquille O'Neal uh, when he's going to play like six minutes and get five fouls, which is great. I'll take that all day long. But like, yeah, they're 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 playing with house money. They're playing above their heads a little bit. All right, so I'm trying to uh, get this to you guys. You guys are favored by four and a half right now. So uh, the next one down is the Ags. Who, good lord, that what semifinal game? No, it was a final. They, it was a championship game. Well, no, but that was the championship game that they lost right. is one thing I'm talking the semifinal game before that against LSU, oh, Simmons. Yeah. That LSU. They pounded Simmons in them by, you know, what? 74 to 39, something like that. It was just an utter ass kicking, which, you know, is funny because A&M has been, you know, consistently good, but then they would go on these spurts where they just, you know, would, con- you know, that's why they're sitting where they, they are. They lost, you know, I think they had a couple of stretches where they lost like two games, two or three games, and then, you know. That they shouldn't have lost, you know, or it, they shouldn't have lost them in the order they did. Yeah. So, but look, they're going to pound Green Bay unless for some reason they go cold. And if that happens, and if you guys beat North, you know, Northern Iowa, then you get the matchup of texas against a and you know they played to, earlier this year a uh, third game of the season um no i don't because it was the third game of the season they so. well the aggies beat them 84 73 and i will say this like any two opponents that play on you know around thanksgiving and then they play again in late march or i'm sorry middle of march um you know those are vastly different teams absolutely Absolutely. With all of that said, A&M looks really, really, really good. A&M looks scary. They look really, and really good. I, I, I don't know how long. I mean, I, it, it'll be interesting to see, like, who they, you know, they'll run into Texas. You know, if, we're, if it was Aggies in Texas, I'd be picking the Aggies. I'm not going to lie, uh, because they'd probably beat them. Um, and then who would they go in after that? You know, like this would uh, The winner. Uh, well, I guess this is where it goes back to my lack of Pac-12 knowledge. Oregon State against VCU. Oregon State is Oregon State got in by the by the skin of their teeth. And, you know, there's a lot of people who think Oregon State like stole a couple of people's things. They're going to get pounded by VCU. Well, so I've got VCU against Oklahoma. Yes. So Oklahoma, I think, comes out of that. And then it's the Aggies against Oklahoma. And then I went. I'll be honest. I went Big Twelve homer there and uh, took them over. Oregon. They got the Player of the Year, man. They got the Player of the Year. You, yep. you know, and it and it when it comes down to March and games like this, I'll take the dude who is the top two best players in the country. 
But again, just going back to this Western, you know, bracket and just seeing Baylor and Texas and OU, uh, I mean, we're always going to be football first and foremost, but you got to be happy with the conference. Yeah. Too bad. Oh, nobody makes decisions based on basketball. Hey, there was, it was them and who, it was only ACC and Big 12 who put seven teams, but we've only got 10. You know, yeah, but I think like 14 uh, or something. I think I think the Pac-12 got. You're right. As well. You're right. You're right. So sorry to bust. Well, that either way, same difference. Yep. No, I'm, I mean, if you're up there, like we were saying earlier. Yes. And the other one that didn't get in beat tech. Damn it. Uh, but hey, that may be that may be a good thing for us. So let's hop into the east, which I think this is going to be a fantastic, uh, you know, elite eight matchup. Uh, this is this might be I'm the going, best. This might be the best. Uh, the best division here. I'm taking. I think Tar Heels walk out of it bruised and battered, but I think they come out of it after playing West Virginia. I'm going to ride those, you know, Hokies. I'm not the Hokies. Sorry, but, uh, the Mountaineers. Uh, as far as I can go, I, I think that they're a pretty solid team there, they, and they, I like their schedule. They have a favorable matchup to the uh, Sweet 16. That's for sure. Uh, Xavier, I just think, you know, from what I was hearing that, you know, Xavier uh, kind of has been playing above their heads a little bit. They are obviously number one longer than anybody else this year, uh, according to Barkley, and I'm just regurgitating that. But I just like the overall competition that West Virginia went through to get there. Yeah. No, I think that's, uh, that's, I think that's legit. I, I think they're great. They're a good team. Um the um, you know, I think that bottom half there, those are all I mean, you know, Wisconsin, Pittsburgh, Xavier, those are three really good teams. Um, so that'll be interesting. I, I think there's that's prime for an upset there, any way you cut it. So let me tell you the the this is always the fun time of year is getting with, you know, your significant other or your children and filling out brackets. Yep. And I don't step in and stop somebody. Until they got to the Elite Eight and Stephen F. Austin was representing the bottom of the bracket, which, you know, last year I think they got to the Sweet 16 too. Uh, but, you know, Reagan's got Stephen F. Austin beating West Virginia and Notre Dame. And, uh, you know, I had Xavier on here. And I finally, he picked them to beat uh, North Carolina. I was like, no, I'm sorry. I'm not letting you do that. <laughs> I'm not, I let you go all the way here, but you can't do that. Dude. And so. I didn't go back in a race or change anything. Let him ride, but I, let I, him ride it. Uh, so, uh, and then finally we get to the Midwest. Virginia, I think, you know, I'll be – actually, I, I, I think they've got a really tough opponent uh, if this works out this way with Iowa State. Um, I know Jack about Iona. I mean, the only reason I know they exist is because of the tournament yeah. that, you know, every now and then you got to look them up. Uh, they look really, really good. Uh, I know that Butler historically has, you know, won that first round. Tech, you know, Tech just had a, a miraculous season. Uh, or not, I, I guess miraculous is too big a word they, for they that. But yes, and, you know, Tubby Smith really proved that he is a hell of a coach. Yeah. And that stretch of you know winning against Iowa State, Baylor, and Oklahoma, and then adding on, you know, tacking on two more against Oklahoma State and TCU, that really, really helped. I mean, three freaking top, you know, 25 teams, uh, and one of them, Oklahoma, is number three. That was huge. Now, they've also gotten blown out several times, but they have fresh legs after opening the big 12 tournament and losing to TCU, my only concern is, you know, we finished up, you know, three and one, uh, I could go and make a case kind of like you did. We finished the you know, the, the actual conference play with, you know, let's see one, two, three, four, five. We went six and two, uh, where you guys are four and four. So I feel like we're okay. But, uh, you know, again, I'd love to see us get in here. Butler just, you know, the past several years, I feel like, has been that pretty deep threat going in. 
So yeah, I think that's a. I mean, it, it's a tough draw for. Uh, it's a tough draw for Tech. You know, no doubt about it. Um, you know, Butler's got a lot of experience in this thing. Um, you know, it's, it's tough to say. I, I think I could see it going either way. I mean, again, I think Tubby Smith, you're right. He's great. He's always been great. Got a great, you know, national championship. Uh, and I met him when he came to give a pep talk at Dell to tell us how to sell computers. Nice. Uh, and, um, you know, hey, if he gets this, hats off. Virginia will wax us. Uh, yeah, well, there's no doubt about that. But the um, – I think though that it's you know this is good for recruiting too. This is like this is oh hell yes. This, this is setting the stage, <clears throat> but um, but you know it I, has been so long since I actually cared about Selection Sunday that I mean it's wonderful to be back. I think Michigan State is coming out of this one. I think they're the I think they're they're better. I think they're tougher. Tom Izzo has made it to the Elite Eight like you know a hundred times. Yeah, in the last yeah. hundred years. You can kind of – that's one of the ones that I had a hard time choosing between Virginia and Michigan State, but I went with Michigan State here. Uh, I think that bottom part, Michigan State against Middle Tennessee, that's nothing. I think Dayton uh, – wow, how that Dayton. Dayton's – yeah. <laughs> Syracuse, I think, gets hammered here. Um, Utah – I like Utah and – uh, I think Utah against Seton Hall could be enjoyable. Yeah, Utah is really good. I think um... – I think they are going to meet. Uh, I'm taking. I got them meeting Michigan State in the what is that, Sweet Sixteen? Yeah, yeah. I've got that too. Michigan State coming out of it. So I've got my Final Four: Kansas, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Michigan State. Then I got Kansas against Michigan State and Kansas walking away. Yeah, that's a, that's. I can I can see that. I'd probably. I don't know. I would. I, I don't, so that I don't means Kansas my... gets knocked out in the opening round. So I don't know. It's happened. It's happened. It's. Uh, it's. You know what? I don't care. This is a lot of you know making sure the batteries and the remote are fine. It's a great time to be recovering from spinal surgery because you have an excuse to sit there, and um, you know I'm 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 sure it's a great Saturday for my son to start his new baseball season. Hopefully, Sprint's network is actually working. So, anything else you want to touch on on this one? No. I mean, no, I, I, uh, I could get into the people left out, but you know what? There's 68 teams, right. I think, involved, so let's not worry Somebody's about it. Somebody's always going to be left out. You can explain it all you want to. Um, well, you either go NIT or Cuban's got his, and I swear to God, I think there's now even a fourth one, too. Well, uh, what they're doing the is Olympic. fine. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move, shift gears back into our more comfortable territory. Talk a little NFL. Yes. Um, I, I, you know, let, let's talk my team first, and then we'll go and oh, talk. Oh, I'm I, yes. I'm more interested to talk about this one. Okay. So, Texans open up the day by I honestly believe overpaying massively for Osweiler, which just gives me so many red flags, yellow lights, whatever you want to say, because you've got a four-year guy. He's been in the league four years backing up. He played eight games and wasn't good enough to maintain his starting job. Now, granted, when you're in in front of or behind Peyton, you're not going to see the field. Let's not pretend like that his performance had anything to do with whether or not he got removed when Peyton right. felt like coming back. I just, you know, a four-year, $72 million, I think all you need to look at is 37 is guaranteed. Salary cap's going up. It's just, for me, it is, you know, Rick Smith taking another stab in the dark on a signal caller, which, you know, they did with Schaub, and we saw where that ended up. Uh, we did it this last year with eight or, you know, hell, the last several years with so many names that you don't even need to look at it. But I think this organization has again proven that they are still gun shy about drafting a quarterback early, even though they're going to be picking, you know, 18 where there's going to be some good quarterbacks or I don't know exactly where they're slotted at. I would have much rather have let them, you know, draft somebody than to overpay and be tied to this. I, I'm really, 
disappointed in this, and I hope I'm wrong. Well, I mean, let, let's be honest. He had let, he had something, and he's been around Elway and Peyton. Right. So you can't ask for more grooming. And O'Brien has proven that he can do a lot with some shitty quarterbacks. So let's put some talent there. I, I guess I'm okay with let's roll the dice. But, God, that's just well, risky to here, me. Here's the deal. And he, here's where I'm going to talk you off the ledge. Number one. I think you're making some extremely strong and erroneous assumptions about what they could or couldn't draft at their particular pick. Um, and, and I, I don't think that there was going to be anybody better available to them at that pick. You can say the Ohio, uh, Penn state kid because O'Brien knew him, but at the end of the day, that guy is not going to be rated a first-round pick, and if you pick him, you're going to pick him two rounds ahead of anybody else that would pick him. So I, I, I think that go, this was a move that they had to make because I think at the end of the day, if you take a step back and look at this organization and think, look at the defensive side of the ball, and that's with our number one pick, Jadavian Clowney, kind of being a broke dick for the last, I don't know, ever since he's been in the league. Yeah. Um, and so you another year to really get a sense of if this guy can really play and he can be a formidable you know a bookend to jj watt like this is this defense just got if you can imagine just got better and so they had to do something on the offensive side of the ball i think in reality if you look at the contract it's really just like a two-year oh i, I mean all, call. all contracts it, it, are- it's a fairly club friendly contract in a sense that you're not stuck. It's not Jamarcus Russell on the Raiders. And so I think that it is a lot of money and it is a stretch, but A, they had the money and B, they had to go do something because even if you're able to get a, let's say you were able to get this, you know, super kid from North Dakota or South Dakota state wins or golf. Oh, he's, he's got the what, board. What, what, way were these guys, let, let's just pretend that they fell to you. A, there's a reason they fell to you and B, are they going to come in and do any better? than a dude who has played behind Peyton fucking Manning for the last four years. Like I'm taking Osweiler over any other realistic option I have, and I'm doing it by a hundred miles. And as such, I don't think it's so much as Houston is overpaying. I think what you're seeing is Houston is one of the front runners of the new world order of the new salary cap and the increasing salary cap. Hey, we can reach a little bit on this guy because we have cap space and we're going to have more next year. Um, I, I, I don't argue with the move. I applaud the move. I think it's a it, it's a it's a gamble. I mean, it's not unlike, and we'll get to in a second what Jerry Reese and the Giants are doing. It's a hey, this is kind of my job here for both. Well, I mean, Smith we know Ford. it's we know it's a league that is you have to have a quarterback, and this team made the playoffs. You know, essentially the last two times they made the playoffs, they made it without a you know premier quarterback. So. I'll, I'll take the risk here. I'm actually more fired up about the signing of Miller. Miller? And the party. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I signing. think that's a huge signing for us because now, and on top of that, they ran it, you know, brought in Jeff Allen at guard. They brought in, you know, a center. So they basically it within 72 hours revised the entire offense. So yeah. you can draft for, talent and skill rather than need now if you approach it your way at quarterback which obviously that's how they're going to do it i think this team is a very very dangerous team now going forward i am you know with what they did even questioning osweiler the miller and line signings were huge for us well and 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 i'll tell you what it's it, it you're right. I think I think they've been great, um, and and I applaud what they've done. You know, now if you can go get a and and I don't know. I'm not going to pretend like I've watched you know drafts or where players are rated or if they're even doing that yet. But the uh, but you know if you can get a bona fide you know top tier one B two number two receiver or go get some like kick ass depth on your offensive line. You know you you can do that in the in the next in your round one and round two pick. Or if you can trade and acquire, you know, a, a talent like that or pieces like that, I think that's yep. a really big deal. You know, their secondary could use a little work as well. But I think you can, you can, you know, to your point, it's not like, oh, my gosh, we have to have four different positions. It's like, 
okay, we need really we need the best player we can get at these three positions. What's available when we pick? That gives you a little bit more freedom and I think flexibility. I think they're set up nicely. We'll see what happens in the draft, but they need a more depth and more options at receiver, especially with the big old quarterback like this guy coming in. Well, the you know what I'm seeing is a lot of you know receivers are being picked right around there. You know whether it's you know Doxon from uh, TCU, uh, the kid out in Notre Dame. Uh, you know, and I will always take a, a cornerback as well if you can. So that seems to be kind of what's available there. Now, I go from feeling good about what my team did. Um, how about you? Wait, wait, hold on. There's one more point I wanted to make on the text. Okay, here's the sorry. thing. Well, I think they had to reach, and and you know, this is uh, this is one of those hindsight comments. But um, if you think about that, take a step back and look at that division. The uh, Colts are going to upgrade just by having Andrew Luck back. They're going to be yes. upgraded now. I think they have some other issues they need to address, but. Um, the Tennessee, this thing called age. the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars have both improved their situation. I'm not telling you that they're going to start competing for, you know, Super Bowls. But what I am saying is Tennessee is making, I think Tennessee is a step behind Jacksonville, but Tennessee is going to start making, I think, strides moving forward and going to be more competitive. I think Jacksonville is going to be the mindset of, okay, you know what? We're starting to get the right pieces together that we can go and actually not just have this mentality and goal of getting better, but like we can go win some games and, you know, maybe we can at nine and seven compete for this division. My point is this division is not getting, they're not going backwards. They're going frontwards. And I know it was not the greatest division, but there's some talent and there's some skill and it's going to get better quick. I think, uh, I, I think, you know, to very much to your point, I think the entire AFC South, now you couldn't have dropped much lower than where we've that's been. That's true. You're right. Uh, sure. But you are going from the outhouse to, to you're not oh, Cleveland. I'm sorry. Cleveland's SI. backwards. You're not Cleveland. That's what Good. I mean. Good. God almighty, SI. There's nothing better than pre-roll ads that somebody was just charged 60 bucks for that. Awesome. Sorry about that. <clears throat> So, yeah, I think uh, everybody's moving up, and um, you got to do what you got to do. So, um, hey, you know, it, it's fine. But let's move into the NFC East, yes. where there was so much movement, with the exception of one team, which I think doesn't surprise anybody. But your Giants just – it looks like they almost went down and looked at what the Redskins have done for about the past decade and said – we can do it better. Let's try this. And just spent money like there's no tomorrow. Well, but I'll tell you this. Here's the big difference. You know, there's a difference between spending money and spending smart money. And I'll, I'll, I'll put it to you like this. Washington didn't spend smart money. They didn't. They didn't. They just went out and it found just, a big name and a big superstar and signed with big contracts to get them there. But it was a train wreck. The well, Giants are a little bit more professional than that, a little bit more. But they also had to. The Giants went and got neat. If you look at all the high positions, you know the the, the thing, the roles that they filled, positions they filled, those were all dire straits needs for them. They had zero pass rush. I think they were last in the league in sacks. Um, their defensive line was a joke. They didn't get pressure on quarterbacks. You know, you get Jason Pierre-Paul for a one-year deal. For I think the one-year deal was huge. Yeah. That's that. You're right. That's a that's steal. a steal. I'm, and and Pierre-Paul has to be thinking okay, he's still a young guy. I can go out and improve myself that this injury is behind me. I can still be effective. He's playing. So I think he's going to be going to find out how this guy really is. But I think he's going to come out and be great. I think higher, uh, Olivier, um, uh, where did he come from? The uh, the Rams? Oh, um, shit. Uh, no, was he down in Miami? Yes, 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 you're right. Um, anyway, that was another area. Again, with no pass for they had defensive line, you know, and then the, uh, the, the defensive back, they, uh, uh, Janoris Jenkins, I think is his name. Yes. Yeah. You know, th- my, my point is they really went out and paid a lot, but their defense was atrocious and they paid a lot for their defense. And here's the deal. They had the cap money. They know the spending thing. They know the cap is going up. 
they're taking advantage of that opportunity now. I, I think it's a matter of, you know, I've got more money to spend. I'm going to go spend it because I I'm a I, I will disagree with you on this, that the Pierre Paul, I think, is great. One year, I think it's good for both parties here. I think, you know, that it's, it feels like the Vernon deal, you know, an 85 million contract, granted all this money is kind of pretend, but you're paying the dude more than J.J. Watt is getting, more than, you know, what's his name in Kansas City. You know, you're paying a lot, yes, to address what you need help with, but you really, really jumped in and ate up. I think this is going to come back because you're going to have to need that money for other people, you know, for those, the 51, 52, 53. And this is a shitload of money to one dude. Well, it, it, but again, they have the cap space and they can spend the money. So spend oh. the money on doing it. And this is also, you know, let's be honest, this is Jerry Reese's, you know, he, it's been made perfectly clear from the Mora family and from Jerry Reese himself that, you know, this is his jobs on the line this season. And, you know, so I, I, I look at it in the sense of I need to go get the best possible players that I can get. And if I have the money to make it work, I'm going to make it work. I have a feeling that these are all probably pretty club friendly contracts or maybe not entirely club friendly, but you know, you look at, $80 million. Well, yeah, but you're probably only going to pay him like 55 over three years. Uh, uh, I mean, all these things are being restructured. Right. On well, the, Victor uh, Cruz, I mean, but the offense, you got to think, you know, you, Odell Beckham Jr. is obviously a superstar. Uh, Eli Manny, you're set at quarterback. Um, you've got uh, Victor Cruz took a pay cut to stay with him. So, you know, you've got good weapons there. It's, you know, we'll see. But on, on paper, you're, you know, you got a great defensive coordinator. Who, uh, Steve Spagnola, who's, you know, hey, you know, give this guy some weapons and some toys, get yeah. him motivated. We'll see what happens. But you also have to think this division is such a piece of shit garbage division. I just have to get a little bit better and I'm winning the thing and I'm in the playoffs. Yes. And I'm hosting a playoff game. So let's talk about that. You know, you've got the Redskins, which so far have not been very active at all. Uh, outside of franchise tagging Kirk Cousins. And signing which, uh, uh, Colt McCoy. And, yeah. Who said so, the uh, Colt McCoy at the Texas-Kansas game was there with Romo and Witten? So Sitting on the sweet. front row, dude. Nice. Um, you know, they haven't really done um, anything else, which for them, that's probably good. Um, but, on you know, going a little bit, you know, west, you get to Philly. And Philly is, as Peter King wrote all about, uh, I mean, just completely redoing the, you know, hatchet job that last year was, which doesn't really surprise me too much. Now, what does surprise me is didn't they extend Bradford just, you know, a couple of months ago, I think they, a two year deal for him? I think they like what, what they did is like re-signed him because I think his he was his contract was up at the end of the year. Okay, so they re-signed him, and then they brought in Chase Daniels. So now you've got two guys that great college quarterbacks, but have not exactly lit the world on fire here. I think that's dangerous. You know, DeMarco Murray is gone. Um, I can't remember who else. Oh, they let go Kiko, uh, and they let go, I don't know, how many other players that... All that Kelly brought over. Yeah, so all the guys that were his guys... Are now gone. That team has uh, to take three steps backwards before they do anything positive forward. I think that's. I I, I agree with you 100. They might. Uh, they might finish behind the Redskins next year. Uh, I don't think so because I think this is a team that honestly quit and did sabotage. Uh, you know Kelly, uh, because they just were sick of him, and you know he kind of got big headed there. And I think that he's going to have a very short stint in San Francisco as well, because he didn't have enough time to sit out and learn, Hey, what did I not do right here? What could I have done better? I think he's, I think the 49ers are going to pay the price for that, but <clears throat> I think that they will fight tooth and nail to be at the bottom of the conference, because I think the giants will come up. Here's the question I have is where are the Cowboys? And I think the Cowboys are historically a eight and eight team. 
that's it. Because you can look at last year, they were much better than the four and twelve team, and the year before, I don't think they necessarily were a twelve and fourteen. You know, and everything above and beyond that has been eight and eight. So. I think Jerry is insane to think he's getting four years out of Romo. Oh I yeah. Think, There's no doubt if, about that, that that's crazy. Um, if they waste this draft pick with, you know, or this draft. I don't, I don't want to necessarily say the fourth pick because there's other things you can do here. But if you don't address quarterback and keep thinking that this window with Romo is your answer, which that's what Jerry, the salesman, carnival barker, whatever, that's what he's doing. I think he's crazy. I think he's absolutely nuts. And it's going to hinder the ability of this team to do really much of anything. Yeah, I think the um, – and I'll be real interested to see what they do here. And I, I will say I kind of like that they've been staying in pat, you know, during like this early part of the off, uh, the uh, free agency season. I think that's smart. Um, yeah. But they they've got a lot of needs, and I I'd, I'd like to think that they're working, you know, at least checking the putting putting hooks in the water on trading that pick. Uh, you know, can you acquire what you need, you know, in the term of veteran players, you know, and still maintain a decent draft, you know, because those are the first two rounds. Those are great picks, um, you know, and it's unfortunate you can only get one player, but the I don't know what they're going to do because you have have to i mean if they can't if they can't bring in another uh, at least a, i mean even if it's somebody like rg3 where you bring this guy in and and you know kind of get him acclimated to your system and um you know getting him working with romo a little bit you know like you said there's let's pretend romo plays four more seasons let's let's pretend he decides to play four more seasons there is no you are you are hell. pretending there's no chance in hell he's playing all 16 games in any of them he yep. will never play 16 games a season again. I will. I will almost guarantee that. No, I, I, I think you're right, and you have to have. And this is where I, I don't know how many times Jerry and this organization has to learn the same thing that you can't just go from a premier to a guy who is bagging groceries. You know, um, and that's essentially what they've done. I mean, the drop off from Roma, which. As much as I may not necessarily, you know, he's never going to be a top 10 in my book, but I can respect that he's a damn good quarterback. But you've got to have a backup plan. Right. And they just have never, they keep missing. And every time, I mean, they're talking, I can't remember, is, you know, one of the 800 times I feel like they've been on hard knocks that whoever the old backup was in training camp, he's hitting the dirt more, he's hitting people in the hands. And they rolled into the season, and guess what? Romo got hurt. Yeah. And, you know, it was over and done with there. So they've got to do something because uh, you can't have Kellen Moore as your only backup. No. Uh, you know, they may wait and do the draft, but outside of a couple of recent drafts, you know, they've misplayed that. And no one is touching, at least the Manziel rumors are overdone and, you know, gone with. Um, uh, because that would that's not your backup. I don't think RG3 is your backup. Um, you know, I'm just I'm kind of curious to see what they're doing because they are just not doing really anything right now. And you just got a linebacker who's going to be suspended for four games. Oh, is this for London you know? McLean? No, not McLean. They resigned him. It's uh, another cat. Uh, I can't think of his name, but. So you've got him going down for four. You've got Sean Lee, who is going to get you know broken by week six and be out for three to four games. So I mean they've got to address that horrendous defense, and that's where yeah, they might they really be able do. to deal that pick. Yeah, they, they they really do. You're absolutely right about that. I mean I, I think the um, you know that's why I say that's so tough. Like using the um you know using that number four pick you know do you go ahead if the quarterback's there one that you really like that you feel good about if he's there you know do you take it and then you know i i think you have to i don't think you can pass that up um i think that is a little bit more of a dire strait because i think you can always you know you've got good i mean i mean even going into the third round you know like this fourth pick of the first three rounds those are really good picks 
No, I mean, you can, this is where New England has built this stuff up to, you know, what, where they are. It's because they hit on those back ends. Now they're hitting on the back end drafts because they usually end up for whatever reason, they seem to have, you know, like three number fours or whatever. So you can swing and miss, but that's where they've built up all this depth. So, you know, I think that's my team, your team, our conference. I think the most interesting thing on the negative side, I guess and it shouldn't surprise anybody, is the absolute abandoning the ship in Cleveland. I think by now they've lost, you know, 20% of their starters from last year. Yeah. That uh, that tells you that things are not exactly going smooth. No, that's, that's tough. And, you know, you, you feel for this guy who's coming in and seems to have a really good attitude. And, um, but uh, what's his name? Hugh Jackson. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I yeah, I mean, it's the, the, these poor sons of bitches in Cleveland. Like, what the, I, the only guy, the best player they had, Josh Gordon, can't stop smoking weed for you know six months out of the year. And I mean, if he comes back, okay, so you don't get him, you know, because a year long suspension will be knocked down to eight. So you know, who's going to be back there? Who are you going to draft number one and screw up their poor career? You know. Because I'll be curious to see, you know, is this another example of, um, you know, somebody pulling a, a Manning and uh, not saying, if you draft me, I'm not coming, you know. So I'd love to see that, to be honest with you. Well, I, I mean, I, I would, I would not like to see it just because it's bad for NFL football. But the, uh... well, I think it's great for NFL football because, you know, I don't, I, I think it's. You know, we've shown that some this whole parody deal. Yeah, I guess in the grand scheme of things, for the majority of the of the bell curve, it works. But there's some really bad organizations, and Cleveland is one of them. And I don't want good talent continuously having to spend the first four years of their you know short careers in Cleveland. You know, I would like them to be gone. Well, so at the it's not going to happen. I understand. Well, at that, the end of the day, the program, the franchise isn't going anywhere. And uh, I know, but the, uh, you know, well, can we put them in the AFC South so I can get some wins every year, at least two. Yeah. The uh, man, it's, it's crazy how long it's been, right? Like Bernie Kosar years. Oh God. It, it's, it's just gotta, it's gotta kill those guys. Um, you know, I don't want to spend too much more time. Is there any other signings that, you know, you remember popping up that you're just like, damn, that, you know, was shocking or I can't believe that they cut this kid. Well, no, well, a couple things. The, uh, who is it? Eric Weedle, uh, Weddle. Weddle. Yeah. That guy signing with Baltimore. So I think that's a pretty, I think that's Baltimore. a steal. That's a, I haven't seen the details, but that's great. for Yeah. Him. And that's great for Baltimore. Um, the uh, I'll be very interested to see how the Ryan Fitzpatrick thing shakes out. I mean, this guy's just holding out for more money, knowing that he'll end up settling for probably a little bit more than he would have coming into the year. But um, I think he's uh, I, I don't know where he's going to end up. But, you know, I think I don't know what the Jets are screwing around with, to be honest with you, because, you know, they've been not he is certainly not a tier one quarterback. I thought he did pretty damn well for them, and he did pretty damn well for the Texans too. But so I mean, you know exactly what you're getting, but here's the deal: here's why he's doing it because he watched well, this is his this, last this dude Osweiler sign this mega contract, and <laughs> who's played started a fraction as many games as Fitzpatrick has, and, and yep. so he's he his agent is playing the game of well, if that's a going rate for a quarterback who's played seven games. Then you know my client, you know, not say that he would get more, but I think it's just jockeying for more money. But at the end of the day, he's going to take what he, what he would have. You know, it's going to every day that goes by is less money that he's going to take. I want to see what happens with Forte in New York too. Uh, you know, uh, I hate to see him leave Chicago, but getting to that, you know, getting into the limelight in New York at the tail end of your contract. Uh, didn't we watch you know uh, Daniel do this too and. He had a couple of really good seasons for the Jets there at the end. So maybe Forte can bounce back from that and uh, have a good, nice little run there. Yeah. Because I want the I want the AFC East to at least be competitive. I'm sick of <laughs> I'm sick of the Patriots every single year. Well, last year, if you recall, coming into the season, like, yep. oh, I'm intrigued by this, but you know, same shit, different day. Yep. I will be interested. Uh, sorry to 
you know, jump on this one, but Miami uh, with their D line, you know, I thought last year, and I think we all thought last year that they were going to solve all their problems by, um, you know, getting Sue. And then they let, um, you know, the guy you guys signed go. And I can't remember and I can't see because apparently Sports Illustrated forgot there is the Miami Dolphins. Uh, they signed some other old dude too. So like their front seven is 32, you know, years of age minimum, but they're expensive as hell. Yeah. Oh no, they got Mario Williams. That's it. Well, so that was my, uh, I just kind of, uh, what are you doing? Speaking of Texans and former number one picks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, and then they just picked up CJ Anderson from Denver. So, I guess that's a pretty good, you know, replacement for Lamar Miller. I don't know. I just thought, you know, it's so funny that uh, you have this quote unquote legal tampering period that you can talk to agents, but not the players. And you can talk about from what I understand, like generalities, like maybe three to five and between 15 and 18 a year, but you can't talk actual hard numbers Yeah, and you can't, you know, it's just like, Come on, guys. You guys are talking all the time. This is an annual deal. And then to turn around and beat Kansas City and get slapped losing a third and a sixth and however much money they got, that's uh, pretty brutal for them. Well, what are you going to do? Well, you're going to wrap up this podcast because it sounds like we've run out of steam here. But uh, we will hopefully be back off and on into leading up to the tournament. And then, of course... As we get to uh, baseball season, baseball and the Masters and playoffs, we've got some good stuff coming up. So playoffs. Uh, Anyways, be sure to tell a friend, like us on uh, iTunes and uh, send a link out to Simmons. He's hiring. He probably needs us. And that's it. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Peace out. Post game show is brought to you by. Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.